Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK Show. I'm Paul Hope, and tonight I'm joined by my usual suspects, Lee Gowland. Hello. Naji Kara. Hello. And last but not least, Gareth Ellis. Hello. Good evening, gents. Good Who's evening, Kaiser Paul. Sozi? Who's Kaiser Sozi? <laughs> we will leave that for the listeners to decide, Naji, and they can put that in the comments. So tonight we're going to look at our week 40 matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. This is now a 9.25 UK start rather than a 6pm game after it's had a bit of a change around. The over-under, for those of you that are interested, is set at 48.5. And depending on which website you check today, you've either got the Bengals as one-point favourite, but I've also seen the 49ers as one-point favourite. I think that's more to do with the both teams struggling for injuries. Obviously, we are going to get into that in more detail. But it's that time of the show, gentlemen. I'm going to revive a tradition, and I'm going to ask you for your score predictions first, and then we can talk about the game. So who would like to go first? Silence. <laughs> Don't all rush at once. <laughs> it's a tough question. It is a it tough is. question. Do you want me to go first? Because um, you're not going to like what I'm going to say. Yeah, go on then, Naji. Right, I'm going to unfortunately predict a, a, a Niners loss. Um, yeah, I, I know, I know. Um, we'll talk about why, um, and it'll become very apparent why I think that, but I think we're going to lose 28-20. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. we'll go over why in a minute. <laughs> Come on, Gareth, cheer, cheer us up. Sadly, I, I can't. Um, my prediction is eerily similar to Nadji's with a 27 to 20 Niners loss. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, so that's fine. So I'm going to book that trend. I think it's going to be a really close game. Right, it's going to be difficult this because what I've, what I've got to say next. Because <laughs> I'm only going to contradict myself. I probably need to go with two predictions. Mm. Is that allowed? Because it'll become it'll become obvious why I need to go with two predictions as soon as I get into why. Pulls, yeah. Pulls. Okay. So I'm we'll, going to go with we'll two predictions. It. Okay. We'll allow it. Yeah. So if we win, I think it will be 27-24. It'll be a close game. If we lose, I'm going to go for. 24 13. Right. Interesting. <laughs> well, I've wrote all them down, Lee. It won't surprise anyone listening, not at least my good friends Neil Tarrant and Ant Freeman, who have both recently started tuning in. I'm going for a 49ers win, and I'm going to go for 30 to 27. Okay. Yep, nice. So it sounds as if we've all gone for a close game. Um, I know. Before no. we started, Nadji, <laughs> I um, I know you're a huge fan of the Bengals' impressive foursome: Joe Burrows, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins. And I have a feeling I know where you're going to go with where the match is won and lost. 
But before I hand over to you, Nadji, as ever the optimist, I am feeling confident ahead of this game. Trying to continue Lee's positive vibes before I hand over to you, mate, because I know you've called for a, a Bengals win. But this is a week to week league. This it season is. has proven, Nadji, that anyone can beat anyone, especially on any given Sunday. And just before you wax lyrical about the foursome from the Bengals, I will present our case of George Kittle, who is the best tight end in football, Trent Williams, the best left tackle in football, Debo Samuel, the offensive player of the year, in my opinion, not that I'm biased, and Nick Bosa, the defensive player of the year. So on that note, mate, I'm going to hand over to you where you can now <laughs> shoot <laughs> down the positivity. <laughs> No, that's fine. That's fine. And you're right. There's a. I see. I'm. I'm a bit like Lee. I can see a path of us winning, and we we can talk about that in, in a bit. But I think it would be a mess if we didn't really, you know, point to the elephant in the room, which is that we really don't have any good cornerbacks right now, and and the Bengals have got three very good wide receiver and, and a very good quarterback. Um, and I think that's that's potentially. A, a big problem. I think Jamal Chase and, and Joe Burrow obviously have had the chemistry since the LSU days. Um, and, and you all know I watched college ball. <laughs> and and these two were pretty impressive. You know, when Joe Burrow scored 63 touchdowns in one season, uh, it was mainly because of those two guys. Um, and I know there was other guys too, but I don't know. I just think they're strong where we're weak on defense. And that usually is a recipe for... Uh, for, for a blowout, uh, obviously um, they have things going wrong for them um, as well. I think their all line is pretty bad, which which is where the path I, I can see us winning the game is if we can if we can destabilize Joe Burrow. We can t- talk about that later. But my question for you guys is, how the heck do we stop Jamal Chase? Who who is going to do it? Because it's not going to be Josh Norman. <laughs> And it's, uh, and I think Demo Lenore, I, I know we, we kept it positive in the last part, but he had a pretty horrendous game when he came in. And it's not an easy thing to do when you haven't played for so long to <laughs> cover DK Metcalf, which is probably one of the fastest receivers in the league. Um, and he, he had a bit of a horrible, you know, a horrible game and had to be subbed for Dante Johnson. So, yeah, it, it's a bit scary to see this guy running, and especially after the season he's having. Yeah. Who says we can actually stop him? Okay, so no, I'll pick up on. that. No, no, I'll pick up on that. <laughs> so, so first of all, go on then. I'll, I'll answer that question. I was going to start with what, uh, why I chose two different score lines, um, but I'll answer that question first. So, who's going to stop him as far as our defensive backs is concerned? So, the answer is not the defensive backs. The answer is the defensive line. We need to get. Uh, our pass rush going straight away. We need to get pressure as soon as possible to give Joe Perez as little time as possible to release the ball. That'll give our cornerbacks a chance to be in a position to make a play. I think that's what we need to do because, as you've pointed out, our defensive back uh, depth is pretty poor at the moment. Um, the two rookies are potentially going to get thrown to the, the Wolves on Sunday night. Um, hopefully Diomedal and all was just a little bit rusty because the first few games he played for us he was absolutely excellent um, I would be over the moon to see Josh Norman benched because I, honestly I, I don't like him at all all he ever does is try to make plays to um, 
uh, to to knock the ball out. As far as his coverage skills are concerned, he gets burned on pretty much everything he's a part of. Um, so I'll be over the moon to see Josh Norman sit down. I heard that there is a slight chance Emmanuel Mosley might play. So oh, really? initial initial reports said it was going to be two three weeks with a high ankle sprain. But reading today, um, I think it might have been Matt Mayo saying they're a little bit more hopeful about Emmanuel Mosley that the injury wasn't as bad as first thought. So keep our fingers crossed about that. But we, we need to start looking at the fact that it's, it's more than likely going to be either Josh Norman and Dion Medallino or Dion Medallino and Ambry Thomas um, or potentially even jo- uh, Dante Johnson. Dante Johnson. Uh, oh, he's yeah, actually I mean, been pretty well yeah. considering. So it might be him. He, he might play there. But yet something has to happen to help our, our cornerbacks because we're going up against three very, very good wide receivers who have a very, very good quarterback throwing the ball to them. And the only thing I can see is our pass rush needs to be on point all night long, putting as much pressure on them. And that's going to be difficult because the, the Bengals have quite a decent O-line, to be fair. Um, there's two very well-matched teams going up against each other, which is why I thought it was going to be clo- close. Um, so, yeah, I am concerned, as are you, Najee, about our defensive back depth and how, how we control Jamar Chase Um T. Higgins and uh, Boyd. I mean, to be fair, when 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 I was preparing, like you said, Nadji's addressed the elephant in the room, and we're not talking Jimmy G. Now <laughs> you're right. I mean, Dante Johnson. I would prefer Johnson in there over Norman, because, like you said, Lee, we touched upon it in the last show. Norman's out for himself, but Josh Norman's been Josh Norman. It's what he's done the last few years, and at least with Johnson, he's going to stick to his assignment. I mean, Fred Warner was saying how Dante is a huge asset to defence because he's kind of positionless. He can move across and he's been around the team. He's what we call a team player. But I started in with that, Lee, rather than, you know, letting you explain your choice because I know Nadji watches a lot of college football. And last week before the Seahawks game, I had the Chargers and the Bengals game on. I had red zone on one screen. And had that game on the other, and it was just like a shootout. It was just going backwards and forwards. Yeah. And Jamar Chase, not going to come on this surely. I am a 49er fan. I'm biased to hell. All my friends laugh at me for that. But he's brilliant. Anyone who's had him in fantasy football this year will tell you that. The only saving grace is he's prone to the odd juggle. And I'm not trying to criticise because I've never been a wide receiver, but there was one last week when he just seemed to throw it back behind him. Um, yeah. But... I am kind of, like you said, we have to get after Burrow. We have to put pressure on. Last week, he did look kind of hassled a little bit. And like you said, their all line is better than what it was. But mm. I believe okay. I believe he's not 100% Burrow's. You may know more yeah. than me on that. Yeah, he's, he hurts his pinky, I think, on the throw. Like, I think he hit, he hit a helmet or a face cage of somebody. Um, so that, that might bother him. A little bit, which would be a saving grace for us. Um, I mean, T. Higgins isn't practicing either. Joe Mixon isn't practicing. It looks like he might be sick. Um, it was a bit early in the week to see who's going to be there and who isn't. So, um, so yeah. But let's you, you, let's let's assume that both teams are a full strength, and then and then you know we can assess what's going on when we see the final injury report. Uh, so, so I've done the opposite there, Najee. 
I've assumed potentially both teams are not going to be at full strength, which is why I've gone for two different score lines. Yeah. For me, the the game's going to be won and lost before a ball is even kicked on Sunday night. I think the game will come down to who is inactive for the 49ers. If we are missing um, both Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell, I think that's it. That's our game gone because we won't be able to run the ball effectively. Well, Gareth has been very quiet. What do you think? Do you think we can stop their offense? Well, you've uh, introed me nicely there, Lee, because, yeah, you, you talked about the problems at defensive back and, and I can't disagree with any of it. But my, my concern was how are we going to move the ball? If mm. if we are signing practice guys off the off the street to come in to sub behind you, Michael Hasty, we can't necessarily expect to have our plan A run game there. Um, and unfortunately, when we go to plan B, which is Jimmy's got to throw it lots of times, we we seem to know how that ends up more times than uh, than not. So I think that's that's going to be our our big concern is if uh, if we can't run the ball, uh, look at the games where that's happened this season. They they don't usually uh, end well. So yeah, I'm a bit uh, I'm not exactly not looking forward to it, but <laughs> I, yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to it because it's yeah. it is going to define our season. If we can win this game, I'll be. I'll, that hype train that you guys were on when we were beating the Jags, which is very easy to start. Um, I will be a lot higher if we can be a good Bengals team. Um, but yeah, it, no Elijah Mitchell. I mean, we're not sure Debo is going to play. Mm. Um, no Wilson. Sermons on IR. It's just Jamichael Hasty. Um, so the question I have now is, is plan B then not? Obviously, we know we can't go to Jimmy. He's not going to win us a game. Um, especially against JC Bates and, and Von Bell, they're very good safeties. It's just not going to happen. Um, do we play Trey? Oh, we can't run the ball. No, no. I, yeah, I, I think we would have known by now if we were going to play Trey because he'd have been taking first team reps. Mm. Yeah, but it's only one one practice session on Wednesday. So I, I was thinking exactly that this week that I thought it might be a good game to to start him on because I without plan A I can't see plan B working unless the Bengals give us a whole load of help that's not a great yeah. game plan going into the plan thinking we might snatch a victory if if they uh, uh, can make a, enough mistakes so yeah we covered it <laughs> I mean we always live in hope rather than expectation and like you said Najee all we need to do is invite all of Jimmy G's family like we did against the Chicago <laughs> game. Uh, it's not that far down the road. Get all his family in. He seems to play well. I'm clutching his draws here, Lee. <laughs> not that far from Chicago as well. Or, yeah, or, uh, yeah. Cincinnati is, is a stone throw away, I guess, in terms of the states. No, but I can, I, can see a, I can see a scenario where the game goes our way really well, which is <laughs> if, you, if you remember the two games we played at Levi, I think it was back-to-back against... Um, the Browns and the Packers in 2019. Was it back-to-back? Might have been. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think it was Browns Monday night, wasn't it? And then was it... Yeah. The, yeah. And then the Packers Sunday night or something like that. And we basically won the game with our D-line by bullying Baker Mayfield and Aaron Rodgers and, you know, creating turnovers and our defense actually scoring points. And I think the, the Browns game was done by, by the first quarter because we were up 17 to nothing or something like that. And then they just had nothing. And we just rolled into into the rest of the game. And, and they, they crumbled because they became one direction, you know, one dimensional. Um, so I think, you know, if we can go get after Joe, 
Burrow. And if if Nick Bosa can have a monster game, which is due, I, I know he's been playing really well. You know, eleven sack, or is it twelve and a half now? Can't twelve, twelve, twelve sacks in in twelve weeks is it's really good. But wouldn't it be nice if he had one game with like four sacks or three and a half sacks and a false fumble or something like that? Because he's due one of those like game changing, yeah. You know, performance and I think season that's, that's defining moment yeah yeah that's it I, yeah. I see i think he's got some beef with uh joe barrow because joe barrow left ohio state is that right yeah i seen that earlier gareth and he, mm. when he left at the time he, he tweeted out and the both referenced it and yeah it would be it will be good to say remember as well gentlemen even if we lose on sunday we're still not out of it i said mm. that in the the show the other night and it's the roller coaster. It's the 49 affair for the UK roller coaster show. You always say, Nadja, you want an easy night on a Sunday night. Nah, you don't. You want to sit down at 9.25, beer in your hand and think, what are we going to see tonight? We're <laughs> 6 and 16 for a reason. But as much yeah. as the Bengals have been good, they're only 7 and 5. You know, the second in the AFC North. And like you said, they've had their own issues. But I know I'm looking at it with rose tinted glasses and I'm ever the optimist. The hype train. You mentioned earlier, and actually, obviously, that was a little bit tongue-in-cheek. But again, if we lose this one on Sunday, maybe we come back next week and we talk, is this now the time for Trey? Because that's the momentum that's building, isn't it? If you've been on 49ers Twitter this week, there's a big push again. Do we play Trey Lance in this game? And I, I think agree we could. With I think we could. I think, I think we could see some sub-packages where he comes in as a runner. If we don't have any running games, Kyle mm-hmm. is going to have to do something. We can't... We know we can't rely on Jimmy dropping back 50 times. It's not going to go well for us, especially if Debo's not playing. Um, it's just, you know, we, why not put Trey for a couple of series to just change the pace of the game? And Oh, no, I agree with you. Maybe. We did that at the start of the season, didn't we? Yeah, like exactly. you've, you've said there, Nadji, which is a really good point. Kyle Shanahan, we all support him on this show. Big game this week. Most teams around the NFL, Lee touched on it in the last show, not many teams are fully healthy. Injuries are starting to bite. It's December. It's that time of year where, I mean, Brian Hill signed, like you said. It doesn't board well when you're signing lads off the practice squad. But Yeah, I was quite Jimmy... disappointed Frank Gore wasn't signed, to be honest. <laughs> still, still recuperating from the boxing match he had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so, no, I uh, agree with Lee. I think, just to lead you in there, Lee, I do think Jimmy will be the starter this Sunday. Like you said, we haven't seen anything different, so that's why I'm I didn't really... I'm not saying starting Trey. I'm, I'm saying getting him in the game to just change the pace and yeah, like have, what we did have in different the... looks so so it keeps, it keeps the defence a little bit off balance and maybe we can run the, the ball a little bit. Especially if, you know, if our defence has a good game and Fred is back. And, you know, it's, if Fred is back full, full strength, full speed, and al has another good game, um, and they can, you know, generate some points, not even just play good defense, but generate points on defense, um, we, we might need to run the ball, is what I'm saying, to keep the, you know, keep the game away from them. Because we, having a shootout against Joe Burrow is not a good idea. Um, it's, it's one of them. Uh, you'll lose them more than often, I think. So... If we can get, you know, first drive, get the ball and get up for seven and then our defense turns the ball over and scores and then we're up 14, we will have to run the ball no matter what, no matter who's on the team. So that's what I'm saying. Should we play Trey then? And why not, right? We haven't seen him since week six. See where he's at. 
it might be it might just take the game by by storm and you know yeah i think we have to do something i mean it'll be interesting to see not that i want to see it happen but if you know jimmy threw two interceptions in the first quarter of a game yeah. and was clearly not at the races that day you wonder where how how poor uh jimmy's got to be for shanahan to actually bench him because he you know he anyone else who's put in some of those performances may may expect to uh, see their position change wouldn't they but uh, shanahan's stuck with jimmy um It'd just be interesting to see if it ever came to that. Would he make the decision based on performance, or would it always be injury injury related? Yeah, that's an an interesting question. I think one thing that does worry me about Sundays, the Seahawks game showed a lack of discipline. That concerns mm. me a little bit. Yeah, we, we, I've just said there we're a six and six team for a reason. We can't keep giving up daft points, stupid penalties. One of the mantras on this show is we bang the drum, mistake free football. That's what we need on Sunday, like you said, Nancy, against the Bengals. It, we can't keep shooting ourselves in the foot. So you were going to say something before, Lee, but as yeah, usual, so we I'm, went I'm down actually, a rabbit hole. That's, that's fine. I'm going to actually pick up on the point you've just said there about um, stuff giving away stupid penalties. Um, this season so far, we've had 464 yards in in penalty flags. 298 of those was pass interference. So, yeah, you're right. We, we have to sh stop shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, but that, that's down to the basics. Going back to what we're talking about, about Jimmy, I, I can actually see a good chunk of the field where he can throw to on on Sunday night. You've got Eli Apple, who is starting opposite um, Chidobi Awuze, who who's an excellent cornerback. I'd love to have him on the 49 team. Um, obviously, it's not going to happen, but I'd love to have him. Eli Apple has been playing absolutely horrendously. He has been really poor this season. Uh, and I can only imagine that uh, the Bengals don't have enough depth to replace him. Um, so he's he's the cornerback I would be targeting. You would imagine that Awuzie is going to is going to be um, looking after Ayuk all night. So that's potentially going to give Trent Sherfield or Juwan Jennings an opportunity there. If you look at the linebacking core in coverage, they are absolutely garbage in coverage. So yeah. this opens up the field for George Kittle going across the middle or whoever's in the slot coming across the middle. That's more than likely going to be J1 Jennings. Um, so there the is areas of the field where Jimmy can actually attack. And because of the, the short to medium areas, which is his forte, short to medium passes rather than long passes, we might get away with it. But obviously, the Bengals will know this. Are they going to bring up Von Bell, get him to push up to help out that linebacking core who are horrendous in coverage? Don't yeah. know. But there is areas on that field, areas on the Bengals team that we can exploit. So I don't think I, I don't think we need to put the game on Jimmy's shoulders. But I think there's plenty of opportunity there for Jimmy to make the passes, to keep the ball moving, to keep the chains moving. Now, as far as our run game is concerned. I'll be honest, I think we're going to see a lot of Charlie Warner on the field. I think we're going to see a lot of um, juice on the field. There's going to be a lot of uh, 22 personnel, 21 personnel, purely yeah. because of the way we we are trying to play and we're trying to make up for our weaknesses if we don't have our starters fit enough to play. If we do that, I think the main thing is keep the ball or keep the runs away from DJ Reader. DJ Reader, their defensive uh, interior lineman, he's absolutely excellent against the run. We need to get away from him. You've got a you've got Trey Hendrickson as a defensive end. 
he's not very good against the run, but he's absolutely fantastic as a pass rusher. But there's a very good chance he's going up against Trent Williams. I know where I fancy my chances on that battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean the best left tackle in football? The best left tackle in football. Uh, yes. There's an argument to say the best football player in the league right now. He's the yeah. most consistent yeah. football player in the league right now. So I would definitely. agree with you wholeheartedly on that one, Nadji. <laughs> Especially this year, right? It's been such a weird year in terms of performance. And <laughs> when you see uh, players like Mahomes can't score more than uh, 12 points or whatever, <laughs> which is insane. It's just, um, yeah, Trent, Trent Williams has been such a nice, such a nice sight. Um, but I agree with you. The, I, I agree. I think. I don't think we're not going to score points against them. And that's why I went for 28-20. I think there is a chance for us to, to score, you know, three touchdowns or two and, and, and walk down the field. I'm just, I'm just very scared of the rate at, at which, you know, they can score. Um, I think even if we go, you know, 70 or nil up, um, I'd still be scared that they can score, you know, 28 points in, in a quarter or something. Because they can. They're just so explosive, especially Chase. Um, and, and it's just the lack of our. I mean, you know, the, the game against the Seahawks. I think if Eman doesn't doesn't get injured, we probably win that game because he he was playing really well and DK Metcalf wasn't doing anything until he got injured. Um, so yeah, I'm just yeah, it's, it's a passing league, and you got one of the youngest, brightest quarterback at the back there, and one of those like all star. Wide receiver is. Uh, I have a bad feeling about it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Well, there goes the tumbleweed. Nadji, I'm only joking there. <laughs> I, I know. I know what you're saying. But the, the thing is, though, like what you said, Nadji, for tuning in, the UK fans, each week, you know, you sit here and you think, oh, is that team going to win? And like, yeah, I picked Mahomes up in my fantasy team start of the season, and he's been dreadful. Yeah. But I'm too stubborn. I can't drop him because I'm frightened he's going to have a good week. Um, someone in my league picked up Jimmy G and I think he's got more points he's doing alright so like you said I mean Lee your post earlier today brought back some great memories didn't it mate 2019 Edinburgh Edinburgh. I mean if we could have a game like that on Sunday night obviously with the same result I would take that right now (laughs) yeah you're right I mean it brought back some great memories also brought back the memory of the hangover which wasn't so great but yeah that was that that was a great night Um, just uh Go down the stats route. So I know Paul likes to call Josh Norman my boy. He's certainly not my boy. From day one, <laughs> coming on the team, I didn't like him. Um, so Josh Norman, Norman, Josh Norman, is allowing a passer rating of 125.7. Ooh. Oh my god, yeah. that's terrible. It's not the highest. It's the third highest among cornerbacks with 200 plus coverage snaps. He is dreadful. He is he is dreadful in coverage. He can't cover to save his life. Like I said, to, to me, he gets his place purely because he, he, there's the potential there for a turnover. And that's all he does. That's all he's good at, creating mm-hmm. turnovers. He absolutely kills us in the past game. So to me, I, I'd rather take my chances of not having that potential turnover to having somebody who can actually cover a wide receiver and who has the speed to cover him without causing a defensive pass interference. The other stat I want to give you, and uh, this, this is a stat which may divide everybody. So Jimmy Garoppolo has a 90-plus passer rating in six straight games. That is the longest San Francisco streak since Jeff Garcia in 2000. The longest streak 
streak in 21 years. He is playing well. And again, we'll go back to what we always say. He's playing well. He's playing at a high level. He's not playing at a top tier level where he can win us the game. So I'm not concerned about Jimmy's play, how he's going to play on Sunday night, because to be honest, it's not his game to win or lose. I think it's Kyle Shanahan's game to win or lose and how he approaches our weaknesses, how he intends to, to strengthen us to play the way we should be able to play. And potentially that might be Trey Lance coming in to do sub packages, coming in to do a run here, there or, or everywhere. I would like to see him throw the ball, to be honest. I would love to see him throw the ball in the pocket because at the moment our our offensive line is given Jimmy plenty of time to throw the ball you, you saw that against the Seahawks yeah. sometimes you had five six seconds to throw yeah. the ball so that would be a good turn up for the Bucks all like Nadji said you, you're all trying they think I oh, comes a run and then he just leashes a bomb down the field to Sherfield yeah. we had good chemistry in pre-season like you said Lee Jimmy's going to be starting Sunday and we'll always on this short route for whoever's the starting QB I mean Jimmy Garoppolo the stats you could bend them which way you want but like you said Lee under pressure versus the pressure this season he's he's up there you know and he's standing in the pocket it's just like Nadji said you don't want to put the game on his back and it would be interesting to see Trey coming I mean Trey threw the first touchdown pass of the season they brought Trey in on the goal line against yeah. the Packers I think there was a lot of people thinking maybe Trey should have come in against the Seahawks in some of those packages Definitely. so <laughs> I mean, well, no, no. Jimmy was hot on that on that drive. Um, I just don't understand why we ran it twice, but we we've put that game behind us. Um, yeah, I we've think, erased I think it from we our memories, twice. Nadji. We've erased it from our memories. We've erased that game. It. <laughs> yeah. I think we ran it twice to get the clock down to a position where, if we did score, then they mm. couldn't do what uh, Aaron Rodgers did. And yeah, walk true. down the field and get a field goal. That that was the whole point of the runs to ensure yes. that we could drive that clock down. Very true. But I, I just want to go back quickly to what you say, Paul, about if we lose this game, we're still in it. I, I just think time's running out. After that, there will be only four weeks. Right. I've got, no, I've, got news. I've got something else for you, Nadji, which will make <laughs> you smile. Yeah. And it's just, you know, if we're six and seven, it's two games away from being in a... I, I kind of want to finish the season on a, you know, a positive uh, record. It, we need to be nine and eight at the very least, I think. So, and I think... 10 games or a clinch a playoff spot. So sure. three of the four teams who are one game back behind us in the playoff race, we hold the tiebreaker over them because we've beaten them. The team that's in front of us, the team from Washington, believe it or not, their last five games are all divisional games. That, right. That's absolutely crazy. So they have yeah, to play good. the Cowboys twice, they have to play the Eagles twice, and they have to play the Giants. Well, they play the I Cowboys that, on Sunday, late 6 o'clock. Well, yeah, because we're into the last five games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's unheard of, that, to have five divisional games in the last five games. Mm. So, Sorry. as far as Washington securing a, um, a playoff place is concerned, no, I don't think I don't think that's guaranteed at all. So, no. I think we're in a very, very good position to, are, to potentially get in the playoffs with a 9-8 and eight record. 9-8, and eight, yeah. But well, that brings us back, Nadji, to what I said on the last show, and then we went down a rabbit hole. What does a successful season look like at this point? And you're right. We're all on the same page, mate. We all want a winning season. You know, we don't want to lose on Sunday, like you said, because clutching at straws, you know, we're still six and seven, but we're still in it. But we talk about the momentum. You lose this one mm -hmm. on Sunday, then it's two games in a row, and then you have to put it together. But you've got to be hoping to get into the to the wild card playoffs, 
or That's get it. to the playoffs somehow. Because once you get to the playoffs, it's completely different. It's a completely different type of football. Um, head coaches will strategize the game in a completely different way because it's it's a one and done atmosphere. So they don't take the type of risks that they'll take in a regular season game. They won't try things that they'll try in a regular season game that is preparing them for the playoffs. So it's a completely different game. And if you watch uh, Good Morning Football, which I'm sure you all do, they're all talking about the 49ers on there, saying nobody will want to play the 49ers if they get yeah, into the yeah. playoffs because they're going to run the ball on you. I just, you know, if we can win this Sunday, it, it might mean that Week 17 doesn't have to be a stressful game against the Rams because it's just... <laughs> <sighs> no, Nadji, we don't do stress free on the 49 <laughs> FFL UK show, sure. mate. The roller coaster, come on, That's the game true. day thread. I know what you're saying. It's, but it is interesting. Like I said, got a, a friend who works away, was a Rams fan, and he texted me and he was like, You're winning your last five games. And he was very confident with that. And I was thinking, oh, That's quite nice no. to get that text. And he's a Rams fan. He's like, No, Stafford hasn't been everything they thought. Oh, no, Beckham. Well, you need to remember, if it wasn't for really shoddy special teams players, we'd be eight and four. Mm. That's yeah. a huge difference. Huge difference. We we are a good team. It's just that we make mistakes. We make mistakes on the basic level. We we make mistakes with the discipline. We still got plenty of time to correct that before we get into the playoffs. And I tell you what, I would love to get into the playoffs and have to go up to Lambeau Field and play Aaron Rodgers and beat them up at Lambeau. Yeah, that would be great. That would be pretty great because that's that's who we schedule right now, right? Isn't it? That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, who we scheduled against right now. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Gareth? Before we sign off, I know you've been a bit quiet in the background there tonight, mate. No, that's all right. I think you've been covering everything um, quite well. So uh, I don't really think I've got anything more to add. It's it's so difficult to to predict any of this. I know everyone struggles with that in the NFL, but you just you, you're just not sure. We, we could we could put a good victory on them we could suffer a bad loss or anything in between so you know it's the nfl isn't it let's wait and see what happens on sunday i just hope i hope i'm wrong i hope this will set us up nicely um but i think the the falcons game next week is probably the the must win if we yeah. win or lose that you know we we've got to be planning on beat, beating the falcons and the texans and i i'd take our chances with the texans and the rams at the end they're needing to win one of those so I think it's those final four games. We win three out of those four, um, then we should be there. That's the thing, though, Gareth. You, you've said that. It's the NFL. Sometimes Tracy pops red in the door and she's like, how long's left? Who's winning? And she can't believe how many games come down to 10 seconds on the clock. Final yeah. drive, could win. And, and that's why we all love it. But I agree with you. I think you've got to be looking at the Falcons, the Texans, and you think, oh, surely. But... We'll we'll touch upon that. Do you want to plug the Super Bowl meetup, Lee, that we've started to put up in the group page, and or should we leave that for another no, night? No, no, we can do that. We can do that on tonight's show because I've actually had a, an email back from the event organizer. Um, let me just find that email. So they've changed the packages ever so slightly from when we were there back in 2020 because they're now standardised across all the groves and the casinos in, in the UK. Um, so it's now £25 per person, where I think it was a tenner last time. Yeah, uh, But that. for that £25, you get either a beef or a chicken burger with chips, a free drink voucher, £5 online sports bet, £5 casino chip to use at either gaming tables or, or a drink if you want a drink, a free chance to win a £5 roulette voucher, and a £5 bounce back voucher to use on your next visit to a Grosvenor casino. And 
we'll have the uh, the poker floor to ourselves again. That'll be just 49 a fearful UK members. Um, so it was exactly the same as 2020. We have our own bar. Effectively, we should have our own toilets, but you know, people kept on walking up the stairs to use those, which wasn't a problem. Um, but it, it's a really good area. You've got the big uh, projector widescreen TV or projector screen. You've got the two 40-inch widescreens either side of that. So there's plenty of um, plenty of screens there, uh, table and chairs, so you can sit down. I'm actually going to ask them if they have the. I, I don't know what you call. Them, I don't know what the uh, proper word for it is. The, the tables where the the stood up. They're more like drinking tables and sit down eating tables. You know. <laughs> you oh, know what? Yeah. Oh, I sound like an idiot here. Like, no, like yeah, you, like you a bar want, table like type, a bar type, type thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, is that what you call it, a bar table? So I'm going to ask them if they've got you those in, because I think the atmosphere is a lot better when everybody stood up. I think that Edinburgh proved that, and I think Bristol proved that, because very few people were actually sat down. They were all up on the benches. So I think that that would be a good idea if they can do that, because you can, you can stand and eat a burger, no problem. Yeah, because like we were saying before, even if you can't get that late, because the Super Bowl's on so late, we'll be meeting up earlier in Newcastle, if anyone is booking in the jury's in, make sure you book the right one and don't yeah. do what I did and think, boom, that's cheap. Click by the quayside, which is miles away, but managed to get that changed. I know a few people started to book, but there'll be an event page, won't there, where people can there will type be. the gone. So and... I'm, I'm going to sort that out this weekend. I was actually going to sort it out today, but I've been busy all day. Um, yeah, I'll get that sorted this weekend. Uh, and just so you know, that that is booked up at the Groves. Now, they, they have actually um, reserved that area for us. So it's just a case of getting everybody involved um, to agree to the £25 per head, which I don't think would be a problem. Because when you look at the likes of the Shark Club, it's £25 just to get through the door. And then there's a £50 per person spend limit. Yeah, I'd say that. Minimum, that sorry, a... a minimum. And I thought, that's crazy, that. Because mm. you'd have to have food. You'd have to eat food to, to make that £50. <laughs> or, or buy one, or buy one round of shots each. <laughs> but I was going to say, Lee. To be fair, like you said before, the reason it was in Newcastle, it started with the horrible Patriots Rams game, and there was a couple of us up north. We just decided yeah. to meet up, didn't we? And um, we were going to go there originally, and then the, the Shark Club messed us about, didn't they? So we just opted to the casino, and it was like, oh, it's all right in here. So just thought I'd mention it before we sign off. I don't want you three to answer this question. I'm mm. thought of a new segment which we could be interactive since people uh giving the feedback so connor ryan asked me to ask a question on the show and i thought what we'd do is ask it at the end and get people to put it in the comments and then we could maybe look at it next week or if we've got a bit of time so he wants to know who people's top three players are this this so far this year and who would get your honorable mention now, is like that Gareth just the 49ers or just the, the NFL 49ers, one? Just the yeah, 49ers. Just the 49ers. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so, like, like, I mean, if you want to put anyone in there, but but I thought, like Gareth said, we could spend another hour, two hours on talking that. So I thought I'd throw that one in at the end. But I don't want you three to answer that now. You can put it in the comments if you want. Um, I don't think there's anything else we need to plug is Lily. I think we've pretty covered. You announced the jersey yeah. winner. Yeah. That's gone. And... Um, all that's left for me to do is thank you, gents, for joining me. It's been a pleasure yeah. as always. No problem, um, Paul. Thank you for hosting. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, you're well. welcome. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Faithful UK. And until next time, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.
Bill Walsh, don't ever forget.